IVW Take 5. This week, Jenny Beth chats with Jeff Barrow. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Very nice to see you. I love your cap. Very nice. To I have. know. It's to, it's to cover my, um, my ever-decreasing kind of and expanding um, yeah. barnet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Well, it yeah. looks great with a cap, so good job. It's working. <laughs> oh, I think you're cutting. Shit. Can you hear me? Damn. Yes. Can you not oh, hear yeah, me? No, you, yeah, you were freezing, but now you're back. Oh, so okay, now we're cool. good. Where are you? <sighs> I'm, in, um, I'm in the French countryside, so to speak. Uh, yeah, this is like our, our studio space where we where, where, where In what area of France? It's midwest of France, in Charente. Ah, okay. Yeah. And because the touring has been all postponed, you know, we shipped mm. all the gear from touring and stuff. So it's everything's here now. So we can Brilliant. at least for the few months, yeah, start writing again. And yeah, I've, I've, shipped, I've shipped all my gear here as well, as you can tell. Were you going to tour with Pete <laughs> when no, everything went down? It was a joke. It was, this is my gear now. Oh, I see. I yeah, okay. <laughs> it's my laptop. You don't have a studio it's... at home? No, no. I, 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 it doesn't work for me. Never so you, have your, you still have your, your studio in Bristol? Yeah, I've got a commercial studio in Bristol, yeah. So, with Stuart. Because I know. think... I have, yeah, I haven't seen the new one. Because I think when we went there... Um, ages ago god that was years ago um mm. i think you moved since right yeah yeah we, you were in eastern in the old state of art yeah. which was you know a joke a joke name because it's the complete opposite of anything state of art basically so um it, <laughs> yeah, good, um, though. but do you know what happened was i came off of a tour and um yeah and and i went into the studio one day and it just felt just didn't feel right it was just it was right. really like like, I don't usually care about bad vibes, man. You know, it's just like, if you're getting on with work, you can do it anywhere. But something yeah. happened. I don't know what it was. Something happened. Yeah. And I went, I've got to go. I've got to leave. So we found somewhere else and, um, and been there five years. But it's cool. It's like, you know, loads of other yeah. bands use it. It's like a commercial studio now. It's not like yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my studio. Yeah. That's good, though. It's good to have yeah, that. Stuart's still there. You, look, you know. Is he, is he still there like all the time? Are you locking him himself? Have you locked yeah. him inside? Well, yeah, we've not furloughed anyone. Um, so, oh, we did, James. James had to step off for a bit, but he works for Invader as well, so. Yeah, 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 of, yeah. Mm. Cool, nice. Yeah. Good How to see you. How you been though, through, the, I, uh, through this madness? Well, I've been doing okay. I mean, I just, I released a record last Friday yeah. and it, it felt good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to put it out finally and yeah. um and to move on to other stuff i think it, it just uh it's a bit mad but it's um in a way the positive of all this is like you can think differently about how you release a record because touring mm. is not essential to um <laughs> sorry um touring is 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 it's a part of it, but now touring is going to happen next year. It actually gives you a sort of a head sort of perspective of what you're doing, mm. which I think is, um, is interesting, you know, in a way. And, um, and I've got I other stuff. As well. Absolutely. But I expect actually also knowing what it's like when you release records 
um, you you go into uh, you you know you, you literally go onto a promotional train in your brain, yeah, and yeah. and you don't get off it. And nope. so, actually, strangely enough, other than going somewhere to to sort of go in places to do interviews and live sessions not yeah. really an awful lot has changed it's it's lots of talking lots of interviews i expect yeah. on zoom and exactly. um, playlists and you yeah know, that's it but you know what it stuff. made me realize that actually you do a lot of traveling around to places to do interviews and you may, it gives you a feeling that you're doing a lot but actually mm. when you do them just on the phone you realize it's not that much it's taking yeah. you know and, and you want to you want to sack your press person you what? <laughs> what did you, you say? Sack, you want to sack your press person if it doesn't no, feel like you're no, doing enough. No, it's that. not that. No, no, <laughs> no I, I do. It's a joke. Has, it was a joke. I know, Sorry. but I, I, I do feel like I've done a lot, and yeah. um, and I definitely have sacked a bunch of people in my career, but <laughs> this time it doesn't feel like necessary. Uh, no, I feel very happy with the team. Like, but um, but it's. Uh, it's just that you feel like you're in a buzz normally. And also you release a record on a Friday and then on a Sunday you play New York, you know. And in a way, yeah. people haven't had time to digest a record or to Absolutely, hand yeah. it, hand it be, over between themselves. and yeah. They're so, going to be really hungry for it when you, when you play. And they'll, so. know, and they'll know the tunes, you know. And yeah, that's, well, that, that's, that's the that's idea. A, that's a huge thing, you know. Yeah. Because it I is difficult so. going out and playing new tunes. Um, yeah. With an audience you know, who's discovering them, yeah. Yeah, because you'll be, you, you know, you'll play the singles, you know, people will know the singles, but other than that, yeah, you know, yeah. well, you know, I mean, suppose you've released it now, so people, but they won't know how to, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's an interesting yeah. way to work, you know. I mean, we, we had a load of B gigs lined up through the summer. Yeah, I was going to ask, yeah, what was mm. going on for you when everything went down? You had some gigs, right? Yeah, we were just kind of preparing for, um, Okay, do it. Um, clear in the background. Um, uh, yeah, um, we were we were preparing for um, for not like extensive touring, but just lots of festivals. Um, yeah. We just we had just done a tour. Well, I mean, we we actually, to be honest, the first time that we'd done. Yeah, we've done a lot of playing live, you know. Um, like we yeah, did your yeah. show when we were out. And it's kind of these yeah. sporadic periods of time. Like we'll do a week and then a week off and then there'll be another yeah. week. And, but it's been really yeah. good. I mean, it, it's so it's strange good. what happened. Go yeah, on, go sorry. No, go for it. So strange. It's so strange what happened with Beak. I mean, we've been together for nine, nine years, 10 years. Yeah. And then yeah. just in the last year, we start, people started to know us. And um, I mean, you did your first TV with me in Paris yeah. in March. Yeah, 10 years after <laughs> we started. It? Yeah did, yeah. did you see it? Did you like it? Or did you yeah, hate it? Yeah, I thought the show was great. I thought we were terrible, but I think... No. Um, yeah, oh no. People I mean, loved you, know, you. Come on. It was... So, yeah, it was... It, no, the audience were really good. I didn't think we would, we would particularly connect with the audience, but they were really nice, actually. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. You know, they were good. Yeah, yeah, proper music yeah. lovers, you know. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is interesting, because you play, you play things like that, and um, it just shows how wide, actually, the, the people, music taste they had there. Or perhaps, yeah. that's just, perhaps that's just France. Because... 
I don't I think, think people, especially young people, tend to have, I don't know about your kids, but I think more and more people tend to have like a real uh, eclectic taste in music. I don't know how it was for you when you were younger, but I feel now people jump from, I don't know, Drake to, I don't know, Beak, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a pretty big jump. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's like the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean I, I mean, I get it. I get it if... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so weird because then so many other people just don't even know, uh, don't know the name of the artist. They just listen to playlists at yeah. the gym, which That's is... That's a problem. Yeah. Mm. It can be an issue because I think music used to come from communities, you know, mm. and, and... And personalities. And, yeah. So we're going to jump on talking about that, the communities and location, okay. etc. But first, I yeah. need to say something as the host of this little conversation. Okay. I've been told I need to say that um, you people who are watching this, so the free people who are watching this, <laughs> you can... Well, is that including us? Listen to me. Yeah, including us. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and your dog. Uh, yeah. You can support venues all around the country in the UK by donating to their fundraising campaigns listed on Venue Donations page on the independentvenueweek.com website uh, and if you want to donate to multiple venues you can do that on um, <laughs> uh, on to the general fundraising campaign listed at the top yeah so apparently you can choose venues different venues that you can donate to and oh, that's this good. is the purpose of this conversation yes yeah um, and at the end of this conversation you will announce who you will be speaking to with yes, next I will indeed next yes. so let's not forget that so, um, so that's it. I, I, I mean, my first question to you, you know, I, I want to talk about how, you know, I remember a great anecdote. Please, can you switch off your phone, man? We, we, we're in the middle of a chat. No, no. Do you know what it is? I never, I never have, um, I never have it on. And, and just randomly, now. it's just, it's, when I was gardening, it knocked it on. Oh, okay. So that's why you never answer when I call you. Okay, good. Yeah, no, no, that's because it's you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I wouldn't answer to me, so I get it. Um, no. So, <laughs> um, so the purpose of us talking is to talk about independent venues, right? And yes. um, I'm interested in yeah. knowing your proper, your history with that. And I remember a story you told me ages ago, and I can't really remember uh, much details of it, but it was a story about you being young and so proud because you had done a collaboration with Tricky and you were speaking mm. to, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so yeah. Do you want to listen? Do you want to tell me that story? And then we'll move on to talk about um oh you don't want you, no you don't. <laughs> no no i mean basically it was it was it was the it i was i don't know how old i was um i don't know how old i was well, i was young and um i was working in the studio and it was before porter said yeah it was yeah and um and muscle tape recording their record and um tricky was there and we got on really well and and he kind of like there was this there was this album that came out in support of sickle cell disease in Bristol by, you know, uh, by loads of local eyes. And, um, and I worked, I was the programmer and worked on the track with Tricky, uh, Nothing's Clear. And I was really, 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 really happy. And, um, that, you know, kind of done something, you know, that 
yeah. for all these because I I still hadn't done like released anything, you know, and I had a had a credit, you know, as such, you know, to to do something. So I so I wow. did it, and then there was the 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 party. Is it? Is it's, this is the one with with Mark Stewart, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So um, so Mark Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's before before I realised what what how and what Mark Stewart was about. I was a young impressionable yeah. kind of you know producer, whatever. And um and there was a party at a club afterwards, and I went and went down there. And Tricky, uh, I was you know Tricky and his mates and that. And um, Mark Stewart was there. And Mark and Tricky were really good mates. I don't know what I don't know why brought, you brought up this story, but anyway. I was really chuffed and he and, he, and Tricky introduced me and he went, oh yeah, who are you then? And I went, oh, I want, oh I've just done a track with Tricky on the Six So album. And he went, what do you want, a fucking medal? <laughs> and I, and okay. it shattered my dreams. Was that the story you made? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The reason I love it is, yeah, go ahead. It, sh- it shattered my dreams. It was just like, but yeah. then I realised that Mark Stewart is, is basically the anti-god. So he's like, yeah. Whatever you, whatever side you're on, he's on the opposite, um, and he's an instigator of, of of different thoughts, chaos, chaos, and um, and yeah. and and I I deeply I've got to know Mark, and he's an absolutely brilliant brilliant person. I, I've you know um, I've kind of te- you know taken on he's he's the originator really of so much. Yeah. Um, He's, in, he's inspirational, but, I, but also incredibly frustrating, and, and you want to punch him, really. <laughs> if you could I reach. I love that he would talk, he would reach, talk like that to the younger generation. You know what I mean? You're coming in <laughs> bragging about the track. You've no, made one I, track wasn't I wasn't no, bragging. I know, but that's why he was intended. You know, he was yeah, like yeah. T- sort of telling you, oh, really? You so know, what? want a fucking medal? <laughs> but I love that because, you know, we need role models like this I think when we're young because we need people well, to put us down <laughs> yeah no like I think you know if you are too much about or everything you do is amazing you know it gives you a challenge yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know how you felt but I, I'm not I'm not going to say that if he didn't say that to you you've never done or made the music that you've done after that I don't think it was that important but no I still like that story because it's and to link it to what we're here to talk about it's about you went to a place, it's about a community of people in the city yeah, yeah. and doing these parties in different places and, mm. and club nights and, and, yeah. and you meet suddenly your heroes and that inter- you interact with them and that's how suddenly you're, you're shaped as an artist as well. So yeah, you are. My- I mean, yeah, it's very strange. I mean, you know, because uh, a lot of people talk about Bristol and they've talked about Bristol endlessly. Um, yeah. and, and most people have made up their their own history of it um the myth, even the ba- yeah the myth and even the bands have made up their own history basically <laughs> yeah. um to suit to suit the narrative basically you know what i mean right. that's how people buy into it so it's like why take the mm. why take the tough approach of trying to dispel something you might as well just make it flowery and, and make yourself sound special do you know what i mean so so and we've sure. we've always we've always not done that because we're not actually from bristol itself you know itself we're kind of a collection of people from outside and around so so but it's it is it is interesting that people have written so much about it and i've done so many interviews and most journalists have actually written their story 
already and they just want us to confirm you know right. so you either sit there and you row with them about it and you say no that's rubbish that never happened or yeah. that clod night only had only had 20 people there and you know or, yeah, or myths are made of that sometimes 20 people no 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 i know the six but, pistols. But, but yeah but yeah but yeah but there were 20 people there but it was a thousand that's a bit like a club in bristol where everyone said it was like really really like every was big queues outside where dave mack right, 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 right. engineer you know used to go there and it'd be it'd be empty <laughs> it's just like yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. just like this cool so anyway um uh, anyway bristol and venues yeah, yeah so i yeah I my actually, question is like I what actually, was the beginning so, for you right well no, no, I my actually, question was just yeah yeah i actually started um i went to rock uh heavy metal bars and um right. and and clubs because How i just found everyone um when i started going to pubs you know 17 18 um wow cool you, you know uh i i went to a club in Bristol before that it was an under 18s club and I was yeah. a scratch DJ and I kind of entered the competition when I was about 14 um and a scratch um, competition. It, uh, yeah 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 it was a DJ competition in in the studios cool. in Bristol which is kind of like you know it's kind of it's it's a it's a big kind of commercial nightclub and on a Wednesday nights you used to have young kids yeah. go you know go there and they had a dj competition so all the young djs from all over bristol got together i did meet a lot of you know really interesting people like dj links there and loads of you know on that on that front it was really good you know and um and i think i got second or something like that which was you know i never had my own deck so it was kind of a bit of a i just had to take records up and, and just right. do it you know um because you know decks were really expensive um they were like yeah or something yeah so um, how did you know about was, uh djing and scratching then how how did you well because my mate that? my mate had an old set of disco decks and um and and i used to go down his and use them um yeah and you know it was like it came out of break dancing really and that was that was right. a really weird break dancing is that i come you know Porters Ed's this tiny little town outside of bristol then yeah. you've got Clevedon, Nelsie, Yatton. And traditionally, all these towns used to fight each other, right? Yeah. And then about 1985, you'd go there and dance against them. How mental is that? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, really Sounds tough good. guys. Like a dance competition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah. So you would have your own crew, and they'd have their own crew. And Amazing. you used to get into the, used to get into the center of town, and they used to instead of fighting, you you would dance against each other. There you go. And it's like it's like some terrible Hollywood film from 1982, <laughs> is it? Yeah, but, it almost um, brought tears to my eyes actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah. So so that's how I got into it, kind of hip hop and stuff like that. And but yeah, then, yeah. I I was always a drummer as well. And yeah. I was in a couple of rock bands, like terrible covers bands, playing Brian Adams and stuff like that, with a with a guy that owned a taxi company, and um, and and um, and he was about fifty, and we were about sixteen, and we used to, and it was me and a couple of other people, you know, gone on to be yeah. in different bands, but um, so that's I 
I never used to go to the hip hop places because being from Porter's Ed, it was it was too. I was just thought it was too dangerous for me. Really, um, mm. it most it most probably wasn't. Um, mm. But but you know, when we used to go into Bristol, we used to get mugged a lot. You know, and um, yeah. so I never really went to. Um, I only went a couple of times to the place called the Tropic, which was where um, you know people like Smith and Mighty and Dirty Dan and kind of all these you know famous Bristol in only famous in Bristol but kind of famous break dancers and DJs and yeah and like you know so I used to go to rock uh, rock clubs and it was it was just really good fun I loved it it was like there was so always your, a so your culture was so, so your culture was really hip-hop but you wouldn't go to those places you'd go to the rock clubs basically yeah but also all my mates used to go to the rock clubs and we used to go see a band play you know doing yeah doing covers that was it is there um i played little started, gigs and yeah when, when you started making music and playing gigs was there a venue in particular even if it's like 100 capacity but was there a place where you you felt if i'm playing there and it's packed i made it yeah we never got none of our bands ever got that far really we'd be playing <laughs> we'd be playing pubs pubs and upstairs at pubs you know right. um but to be so and then then everything changed. So basically, I, I, you know, I set up Porter's Ed. Um, we made a record, uh, and we yeah. made a record that wasn't. We never thought could be played live, right? Yeah. Um, so, wow. and then we released it. We never played any gigs, right? Um, for yeah. you know, right. So then we got got asked to do Jules Holland which meant we had to play live. Wow. So we put the band together, um, which is the, consisted of the bands, that, the people that played on the album as well. Yeah. People like Clive, John and Jim and that. And then yeah. we, we, um, we played one, uh, we played one gig in Camden at the Tea Rooms, which was upstairs. I don't know if it exists as a, as a warm up. Then we right. played Jules Holland. And then we played Transmusicale Festival. Um, yeah, great festival it, in France. Yeah, brilliant festival. And ultimately, we thought that was kind of it. We didn't need to do any more live. It was kind of like, let's not do any more live. It's not really, because it's not really working. Wow. It did. Um, so, and then, really straight. So, what was really changing we never played a small venue after that right we but even just, with previous bands i mean you, you only played small clubs in previous bands right um uh, pubs but, yeah yeah to like 20 pubs people. or yeah. youth clubs but, and workingmen's clubs and stuff like that but your, your dream was never to sell out a venue your dream was to be a producer and make great records basically it was always records yeah it, yeah. it was kind of live Live, I didn't like live because music, the sound was uncontrollable. Um, and I really didn't like, I, I just didn't like it. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, the first, first band I saw that was a proper band was a band called Cameo. Um, right. You know, from the States. So, do you know Cameo at all? No, I don't. No. Oh, right. You should look them up. They're, uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, all black guys playing whole fusion rock Ma massive hits wow. and, um uh, oh, i can't remember the seats now but he used to he used to wear he had a crazy high top and a and a red 
um, a, a red um, kind of uh, cod piece, um, right. you know, <laughs> so over his cock, you know, okay. and, um, and they were, they were, they were amazing. And they, but that was the first kind of proper band I saw when I was, I don't know, 17 or something. But so you did, talking about did you Paul's used Day, to go to, oh no, go ahead. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't used to go to a lot of gigs. I was, I, at you, that, that was not your obsession. I was busy making, no. I used to go to some DJ night, but ultimately, I used to go to a brilliant club called The World of Cheese, which was just a place where they played TV, TV themes. Is that in Bristol? Um, yeah, you could play pool there, and it was just, you know, really right. nice, really nice, kind of nice. Uh, I prefer going somewhere where there's no, no, you know, people being cool, like no one pretending. I used to yeah, go to yeah. Goth Night. We used to go out to a Goth Night in, um, in the in uh the old beer keller where it was just it was just like you know it was just like goth and rock really because it was just yeah. they were, I didn't I, I always disliked club music i didn't i didn't like dance music and um yeah. and i was thought that everyone was showing off and i just they really annoyed me those people especially when it got to kind of that kind of ibiza time with kind of like the raves were good um, but I never did drugs to, to, to really enjoy it properly, you know. So yeah. I think that, make, that makes a massive difference, you know. <laughs> so uh, knowing your, knowing your, um, uh, your relationship to clubs, so what, what does it make you feel, though, when you see that today those clubs are quite struggling, especially with, you know, um, building developments, especially in London when Madame Jojo's closed down and... Well, you my know, mate was Andy was a DJ at Madame Jojo's. Um, right. So, yeah, that that all sounded really dodgy to me. Um, there was a lot of... I think any any of these clubs and um, gigs, when developers want to close them down, they'll just do anything to do it. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. you're coming against... I mean, we've, we've had it in Bristol with the Fleece. We've had it in Bristol with... Um, the Louisiana, with you right. know, um, you know, and and at long last, you know, they're getting the recognition, historical recognition, that they deserve right. now to keep them open. But the but the stra the strangest thing is because what was said, and we ended up playing these big. I never really played the smaller places in England, really. I mean, and it's only going back right. now with Beak. Yeah. That, that we're actually playing like you know Bedford. Um, Ramsgate yeah. Musical, uh, Brunel Social Club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Brunel Social Club is is I, I, that's the hands down the best venue in in Britain. By and I've never played. I've played all of them, but ultimately that's just that that that's sorted. That place. It's it's yeah. the most amazing. Great it's, vibe. It's amazing because it's it's actually part of the community. It's yeah. political. It's respectful. It's uh, supporting. It's the community yeah. supports it. Nathan supports the community, and that and is a perfect support example. musicians who want to try, yeah. yeah, have a future in music, and yeah, yeah. it's so important. They and should do a study. Of, of that yeah, place. they should. They, they should do a documentary or something, or yeah, they yeah. should do a study of it to see why it works, the impact, and then the impact of it, and then give that to other venues because yeah. it. It's incredible. 
really and those is. venues are struggling but obviously like we're talking now to help and you know spread awareness and help you know push people to 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 donate but I feel that that's not enough, you know, you can donate, but you really need more help than that. And mm. from not just from government, but also from agencies, you know, all these sort of mm. agents, the touring agents who don't, um, who go to these places to find, you yeah. know, the future big bands, basically. I mean, yeah. except Portishead, who never played small clubs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't be found anywhere, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so what, why do you think in England there is this sort of... Um, it's almost like they have to struggle, you know. It's, well, it's, it's a, like a there's basically romantic... a, a huge, a huge lack of respect for being a musician in the country. It's like you're a waster, you know. Where you know, I I was amazed actually when Beak first started. Um, we started playing France um, first, um, uh, right. and then we we went through Belgium and then Switzerland and and just the the respect, you know, just you get treated is just um people don't realize yeah. that actually playing england except from a very few clubs and venues and i'm not saying this as a wide brush stroke because i know what people like mcgelly does in louisiana with kind of food and you know and nathan and and so many you know like ramsgate and you know um you know in bedford and oxford they, they, there's some good people yeah. there right yeah. uh, and scotland especially you know and and yeah. um and uh, and but traditionally in, yeah but traditionally england's the worst place to play i think it's getting better it's except, got from, better. except from america because if you're if you're a young <laughs> band in america you like you you know you you've got it tough basically you know and yes. i mean it's because you, you just don't get, I mean, when Beak first went to America, I've only ever done America with Portishead, right? So when we first went yeah. there with Beak, that was like, that was a hard lesson. That was like, <laughs> you know, you, you, there's still this thing of you're the turn. We tell you what to do. You're not the band yeah. telling us what you're we- You're hired we're to the, play. You're hired to play, now shut up and yeah. play, you know? So and, I can uh, sell booze. <laughs> yeah and we got into a couple of proper rows you know in um in the states i remember in the uk there was this expression of the toilet tour and i remember mm. promoters really asking for people to stop saying that <laughs> but well, i thought your, it was change your venue give us some I mean, food yeah some stop, backstage stop, stop taking pay to play you know what yeah I, mean? I did that you know, i did that when i first arrived in england i did pay to play yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, the I think industry, it's got better. But yeah. Yeah. The industry needs to work look at itself because um yeah. and there are there are like any any business, it's but it's like car dealerships. There's good ones and there's bad ones. And unfortunately yeah. the bad the bad ones usually make the most money because they're ripping people off. Yeah. So it's you know, that's the problem. The good ones end up going under because you know, like it's it's very, very hard. You know, maybe we need to look at it as is it is this a business that needs to make money? Is it a business that needs to be profitable, or is it a business that that needs to be supported? You you, you know what I mean? Well, like, well, well, as you know, being um, one of our European friends, um, the um, you know, this hello. is Europe, guys. Yeah, yeah, Hi. I know. Can I come I over? Believe here. <laughs> pack my, I've got my bag. If I could jump through there, I would. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. 
But and my dogs are barking like that. Anyway, the um, what I was going to say is that, as you know, in in Europe, there's a lot of subsidies of local local government towards festivals, and um, I mean it's yeah, it's been drying yes. up. It's been drying up over the last couple of years. But when we first went to France or whatever, we play these festivals, and it's like, hang on, we're getting a single room each. Like we're getting yeah. food, and we're getting paid. And like, how can yeah. they make this work? And and yeah. you know, you'll be playing with, you know, like you did with um, you know, uh, that brilliant place in Belgium, uh, uh, where you choose the bands, you know. That you played with us the first time. Oh, uh, um, uh, Sonic City. Sonic City, yeah. Festival and you, is that? And, yeah, yeah. And you and you kind of That's think. Brilliant, yeah. We're playing. We're playing with. Uh, that you know, was great. All these, all these great people. How can they afford it? And they save up a lot of their own money through the year. But ultimately, there must be some financial help. Oh, and yeah, there is. And and you can you can do that in in towns in England you can't but usually it's the wrong people that get the money because they're the people that are really good at filling out the forms and schmoozing with people <laughs> you know <laughs> bands yeah. are not usually that together you know yeah. so it's so it's really <laughs> down to, it's down to, it's down to the venues to kind of seek some of I mean there should be support government support and and initiatives to put on events for people who go see music you know Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, and then I was going to move on to read the questions that the fans want to ask you, Jeff. Fans. <laughs> the fan no. club of Jeff Barrow has spoken. I didn't, I didn't, have know a list of questions. I didn't, I didn't know they had an internet in the old age people's homes. <laughs> the Boyd Day Convention, as you called them, yeah. uh, when you came to my TV show, Echoes. Um, yeah. So the question I wanted to ask you before I move to those questions was about, you know, the new, um, the new um, law that came of, for musicians who are going to come from Europe to perform in the UK. So from the 1st of January 2021, mm. they're going to have to pay visas and they're going to have to prove that they have I think it's around 900 quid for the oh, last year in their yeah, bank account. Yeah. So tell me yeah. what you think about that. Well, um, actually, I saw that come up. And, and then I, because I saw it on Twitter, because sometimes I'm on Twitter. I'm not, not, not a I've lot, noticed. but sometimes I'm Yeah, and um, <laughs> what I found, I kind of posted this thing, and I realized that the amount of bands that wouldn't exist now, um, yeah, bands that wouldn't have existed under those under that regime. I'm going to say regime because it is. It's a, it's a horrible. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then someone someone then reposted this thing that that mm. actually it wasn't true. Oh, it was, is it, it not? Was, no, yeah, it was it was posted from an article that was written with the possibility of it happening. Um, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Does it I have mean, to be voted or something? Yeah. And okay. I, I'd, be, I'd be kind of speaking out of term if I said I knew the absolute answer on this. But if it okay. does happen, we're screwed. Um, and especially screwed to see any decent bands in, you know, from abroad in, in the UK. Um, Someone also, said that 
actually it's a good way to protect British culture. What do you think about that? Well, the French, French, uh, the the French ring fence their culture a hell of a lot, you know, with yeah. um, audio, quotas, on uh, quotas, funding. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair enough. But you always, but who are the people that will be able to afford to make music? It's that's all, what it's worries the, me. Yeah, and it's happening now. It's people, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, that's a. I mean, it's a massive, massive question because then it goes into, it goes into labels, it goes into Spotify, it goes into um, so many different areas of how to how to support yourself as an upcoming musician. Um, mm. You know. Uh, well, it's, the, the thing it's that's hard. annoying, especially from where I, uh, from France. Um, hmm. I, I would say that, so I left uh, France when I was 20 to live in London and yeah. I didn't have 900 quid on my bank account. Like that was definitely not, not, no. not possible. Um, no. So yeah, and we played every venue. Over $900 over three months, I think. So it was 900 a month for three months, I think. Yeah, it wasn't just, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you don't go below 900 for three yeah. months. I just think we didn't have any label to support us and we played every venues under the sun, even the pay to play, mm. even every shit deals. And then we yeah. finally found the Luminaire in London and that's where we found the community who helped us and gave us some great opportunities and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then we got signed and then, so that was, that was the trajectory for me. And I sang in English because I always sang in English. That's how I learned how to sing from jazz standards. Mm. So I didn't come to me to sing in French because I, from the age of eight, I always sang in English and that's how I mm. learned the language. But then in France, there's those quotas about you have to sing in French to be played on the radio. So there's mm. a lot of French people or people in Europe like me who sing in English, you know, because, yeah. you know, and why not, you know? Yeah. But then in their own countries, there is this sort of ban. So for them, it's exportation. When you think of Phoenix, when you think of Air, when you think of Daft Punk, you know, they all kind of started outside of france yeah they know. do yeah. They, didn't, they didn't start in france because they were all singing in english and they were influenced mm. by anglo-saxon music so yeah. um but but for so that's what i'm worried about it's like it you know where do we start <laughs> well where i think people go? i think you fund i think you just fund the arts that's where you start you 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 put people that know what they're talking about in charge of the planet of of the purse and yeah. and you you know um you give people an opportunity to play to play music um and especially people mm. that can't traditionally afford to you know um uh and mm. it's got to start there really it just i mean there will always be people that will come from you know that will fight and make it through you know I mean, of they've course. got a, they've got a fight. Just it's not to the get, end of music, you know. No, no. But the trouble is, it's it's you know, as you as you know, because you've avoided it all your career, because the kind of bands that do well, most of them are very able to communicate to their major labels. They're very up for mm. being kind of you know manipulated to different markets and and yeah. you know they're just clever they're usually very upper middle class people 
um, that have had really good education and and yeah. possibly know someone at the label. You know, it's it's mm. you know I can remember going into my going into Gobi uh, Godis and feeling really like I felt like a country bumpkin. You know, I felt like someone who couldn't communicate and all these cool London people and all that stuff. But they were nice people. They never made me. Yeah. They never made me feel like that. You know, but you know, yeah, definitely. You know, many majors that that will make you feel like that. And unless you, you know, it it's it. Yeah, it's a it's a funny it's just a funny one, especially with what's going on just at this moment with Black Lives Matter, um, and yeah. I mean, you know, black music in the UK has actually done a done an incredible thing over the last ten years. It's transformed itself into a yeah. multi-billion-pound industry, like, um, and and you know, uh, Stormzy and and you know, other numerous kind of you know, black artists have, have ownership and they've got really good lawyers and the deals that they're doing are incredible. And, mm. and it's, and it's on their own terms, you know, mm. it's, it's, so it's great. I think that's an incredibly positive side of the music industry and how they are really smart. People have made really smart choices, own their own music and now have taken on, taken on the majors for their own gain, you know, and set up yeah. their own. They've followed a lot of the American business as well. Um, with setting up, um, yeah. you know, production companies, yeah. signing people to yes. production companies and then selling on to, so anyway. Yeah, it's a multi-dimensional yeah. business. Yeah. And, and I know you're very sensitive to that because when, when I started and I met you, you straight away told me about the dangers of signing deals and, and just, I remember you said, just read your contracts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Please someone to, yeah. read your contracts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were already yeah. there, so you already knew that, but I mean, you know. Um, yeah, but it's I, good to know that you're not crazy, you know, because that's yeah. how it makes you feel. That's, that's how, how, how some people feel. makes you feel. Yeah, they it's make like, you feel difficult. This, yeah, difficult. Yeah. irresponsible irresponsible uh, irrespectful Irrespe yeah. yeah all those things yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah it's it's incredible isn't it having your own voice but going back to going back to venues uh the long way round, um it was only beaker only did its first proper uk tour last year after nine right. years and it's the first time that i'd ever played a lot of the venues um okay and it was it was really really brilliant it was um it you know it's crazy because you get like you would have played those venues four or five times around you know what i mean or um you know at least yeah, once maybe. or twice yeah yeah and 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 um and lots of bands do you know that um yeah, when you're younger yeah when you're younger and yeah me being my you age did it's it. like <laughs> oh man look at the stairs look at this we've got to get the gear up the stairs <laughs> <laughs> I know I've lived that. I, I broke my back mm. like many times carrying gear yeah through narrow stairs for no, sure exactly we we've had to hire Joe Joe is like this he's the most brilliant he's a he's this young guy who's the most brilliantly talented pro tools engineer um and and young kind of engineer and producer yeah but he comes on tour with us because he literally is six foot eight and about 20 stone <laughs> 
<laughs> and you can just lift anything up. It's just like, <laughs> amazing. You know, so we're not, you... you know, we're sorry, Joe, we're not using your brain today. We're, we're, just, <laughs> <laughs> we're using your brawn. It's you a know. form of intelligence. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm going to move on to the questions if you don't okay, mind. Cool. What do yep. you think? Crack on. Yeah. I think it's a good, um, it's a good time. time to do it. Uh, should I blind it pick? What should yeah. I do? I don't know which one to choose, really. They're all good. I'll keep Thank the answer you. short, actually, and then we can get them all done. Okay, uh, this is a question from Charlie Ricard. I hope I pronounced that right. Right. Hello, Charlie. Charlie wants to know, uh, Jeff, who were, you, who were your early inspirations and who excites you musically at the moment? Okay. Um, my early inspirations were uh, DJ Marley Marl. Um, it was um, a lot of the music was on um, the electro albums, Street Sounds electro albums, one to seventeen. There were compilations of American tracks that we could only get on import usually, so they were put together right. in London by a guy. Um, they were really big. Um, and then Amazing. you would have to, then you have to, you know, kind of Jimi Hendrix, James Brown, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, but, but actually, uh, when it comes, when it comes down to, I've, I've found, uh, oh, what's his name? Mark Stewart as an influence. Um, okay. it, the way that he, the, the way that he deals with the record industry, the way that he looks at life, um, from a, yeah. I, I find it really, uh, and I think being from the Southwest, it's actually an identity. And I think that he yeah. captures the identity of a lot of people in Bristol um, and the humor and, the, and yeah. the, the, just the aggressiveness, you know, the brightness and, and everything. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a mental nice. kind of influence, you know. Yeah, 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 a mentor. Um, That's great. And what, and what was the, re oh, it was the record? Uh, who excites you musically at the moment? Um, uh, well, we just signed Billy Nomates, who to our label, which is nice. uh, a, a female artist called Tor. Um, yeah. And she writes all the music herself, um, records it all herself, basically Where's makes her own videos. She's from around Bournemouth way, but um, okay. kind of in the UK. But she, she's... She ex she excites me because how just how bright, brilliant lyrics, um, and then I I would say that I'm always inspired by work of by James Holden, um, mm. uh, you know Ben Frost who's a uh, Mick Levy, um, yeah, you know too. she she's she's a, a, a force, a, a force of brilliance, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Have you released and, some of her um, soundtracks? Or yeah, we've released. Uh, on we've released, Invader. Uh, yes, on Invader, we we released um, uh, oh, Monos, but we didn't. We did. Right. We did some of Under the Skin, but it was like a not the proper that. record, you know. So um, okay. yeah, right. Lots of people, and 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 someone like you know inspires me is someone like Killer Mike, you know. From Run the Jewels, right. um, yeah, you know they 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 were amazing powerful. speech on CNN. Yeah, powerful, powerful pair um, of people that that are on the right side of everything, on the right side of history. Um, yeah. So yeah, and and it's weird actually musically. Yeah, that's it. 
there's loads of others but i'll keep it short i'm sure uh, malcolm j heflin wants to know what albums have resonated with you during lockdown um, did you listen to music differently when you were I don't actually listen to a lot of music full stop. I don't, I never, I never have. You don't I, have like a morning um, track or? No, I don't listen to, I don't really listen to, I've never listened to a lot of music. Um, I've made music, but I've. So you mean like music is not a background noise? It's something that you sit to listen to, you commit to mm, it, or not even yeah, that? Yeah, yeah I, 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 you know. Um, I, I listened to actually uh, one of the outstanding records has been low. Um, uh, double negative. Yeah, yeah, double negative and and just tracks from their career. Um, yeah, that, they're I love just low. yeah, low just a just a brilliant Sweet. brilliant band. Um, and that record was so brave in terms of production. I thought it was unique, and I never heard something like that. No, they just they're in a place that is um that they are seem comfortable within their own path and yeah. they they ultimately want to push boundaries um yeah. and they, and they they have so yeah i mean lo I yeah low, incredible record yeah there'll be one of my highlights of this past 10 years i think double negative yeah 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 definitely i mean it's not it's a hard it's a hard listen it's not you know um, no it's challenging mm. but i felt uh, it was a great evocation of our time as well mm. and then it's like you have, yeah, yeah it was it was i it is they've been doing um i don't know if you've been seeing that they've been doing friday sessions yeah from yeah. from their house um yeah i've seen them just oh man just yeah. soul soul of the earth it's just proper yeah. soul of the earth stuff you know yeah, real soul in their music, I agree. So mm. let's carry on. Harry Bailey is asking, which songs or artists would you say have had the most profound effect on your music? Well, we kind of answered that. Yeah. I mean, it's right across early hip hop, you know, like I said, Molly Mole, uh, DJ Moogs, uh, RZA, um, you know, DJ Premier, um, Timberland, uh, just all the dons, really. You know, um, and then and then on a on another side, you know, it, it's um, songwriting, Nirvana. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah. But you know, all the the big ones, Beatles. It's songwriting. You know. Uh, you know, like Wichita Lyman or, or classic mm. songs that, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm set, I'm obsessed by the theme from MASH, you know, um, yeah. you know, I, I, but then actually I would say the, the, the band that kind of brought it all together for me is Can, you know, uh, that, that's yeah. the band that links, that links everything, that links James Brown, Jimi Hendrix to um, the Beatles to electronic experimentation to since I've to, heard, uh, you know. I've heard a really great cover of uh, Can uh, recently by an artist called Naeem. I don't know if you know him. Is is uh, no. Uh, is just released a record last Friday actually called uh, Star Teacher, 
and uh, he did a cover of You and I. Oh, wicked. It's oh, a beautiful and... cover. Is, isn't that, isn't that uh, Silver Apple? Silver Apple. It's Silver yeah. Apple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, yeah. Well, that's, See, that's I was another... trying to trick you. <laughs> yeah. That's another band that, uh, you know, yeah. usually, yeah. Cool. So another question is, um, I found it funny, that question. So let me know. Simon Hall is asking. I'm just going to uh, move this over. I can hear a bird. Do you have birds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. What yeah, would be the I'm lineup? The what would be the lineup for you in a band if you could have any fellow artists alive or dead? If you were forming a band and you have to choose oh, the bassist, the drummer, <laughs> the, the backing vocalist. Oh. you hate that question do you oh yeah that's the that's like the classic football team one <laughs> that people talk you know in the pub and it goes yeah. it goes on for days it goes on for days and days and days well um, we can start it and then finish it another time if you want yeah 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 it would most probably have, have okay. it most probably have mitch mitchell on drums or okay. it oh no it couldn't because because you can of, have two drummers. No, you're on a three. I mean, Danny Taylor from Silver Apples. You know, you've yeah. got. Um, oh God, I can't remember the guy's name. But you know, the guy from Can, the the most brilliant drummer ever. Um, the drummer. No, I can't yeah. do it. I can't Let do it. Let me find his it's, name. It's too. You it's can't. Too much. Oh. No, that's three drummers in. That's three drummers in in <laughs> that's two okay. minutes. You can have any band you want, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. I can't. I okay. mean, the thing is, I will say, pass. though, I, well, one thing I will say, though, is that... Jackie Liebeset? Is that him? Yeah, Jackie Liebeset, yeah. Liebeset. He's, he's, yeah. he's insanely, he's insanely good. But also Danny Taylor from, from Silver Apples. And then, I don't know, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about Sly and Robbie, you know. Um, yeah. You know, he's got... Yeah, you I want mean, that, do It's ridiculous. I mean, but I will say that when it comes down to being happy playing music, um, it wasn't like I was never happy with Portishead playing music, but playing music, playing with, with Bill and Will and before then Matt, yeah. is, is the happiest I've ever been musically in my life. Because- um, What do you look into a band, to form a band? What's the perfect combination, do you think? What, what, what does it need to be? Is it, is it an association of people who are very different? Is it- well, it's weird. It's weird because it has. Well, I know that Can were very. They fought a lot, you know, and the police fought a lot. Um, and yeah. you know, ba great bands fight a lot, you know. Um, and and uh, we never fought in Portishead, really. And we definitely never fought in in uh, in B. Um, I mean, you know, we used to. You know, Matt is. What does that uh, mean? Is Matt. <laughs> no, no, but. I, it, I don't think it really, I don't think that really, I think you can have good bands and bad bands that, yeah. that get on, you know. Yeah, um, shit bands that get along really well as well. <laughs> yeah, you do. You get, I mean, you know, um, I mean, Christ, look at Mumford's or something like that. I mean, well, they must hate <laughs> each other, really. You know, he's got, he's got a bigger church than me. I don't know. He's got a bigger <laughs> church. He's, <laughs> he's. He's, you know, he's, he, he owns three, he owns three quarters of Devon. I only own half of Scotland, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I just look at people you, you're like-minded with, um, 
Mm. And ultimately, your your goal is to challenge people. You know, your your goal. I look for people who want to challenge people. You know, um, and yeah. and be, and don't play. You could be in a band, and it's very easy to be in a band and find something that that connects you, and it'll be a twelve-bar blues, and you're, you know, mm-hmm. and and you'll go, wow, I'm playing music, isn't that great? And you can have yeah. fun like that. I've never ever wanted to do that, and lots of the musicians I've ever played with aren't like that as well. They basically want to push boundaries, um, and um, whether that's taking that music from there and that music in smashing them together or or trying to play music that you don't know how to play badly but you end up with something else you know um that i think that's that's important you know cool that was a great answer are you do you have time for one last question i have as much time as you want yeah yeah (laughs) if they're still awake maybe we died we we killed them with our boring talk (laughs) <laughs> no, I think they, they, they usually have an afternoon nap now, my fans, anyway. They fall, yeah, they fell asleep. Okay, yeah. I'm going to wake them up. Come on, wake up. Last question. Right. Does the current political climate... Oh, this is a question <laughs> from Anne Green. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. There we go. The question about the current political climate. But Anne Green wants to know, does the current political climate make you want to write more or less music new music i thought that was interesting the way the question was put because mm. more or less um i guess the question is more. when you think about when you think about all these issues yeah, more. And things happening in the world does that stir something in you or does it make it you just ha- want to give up it always oh, no i'm right thanks for it always it always had it always has um, it always, right. it, it, there's never an off, you know, like even if you, you, you're not specifically writing um, with the knowledge in the brain that that's affected what you're doing, it will have done, you know. Um, right. so, so yeah, you get up in the morning, you read a terrible story about what the government's done, which could be any, any day that you choose. Um, and, and you go to work and you write music and, and that's, you know, that's... Do you write music bit... every day? No, no, I, I write music, very, very, very small amount of music. Um, uh, I'm at the moment I'm doing a score with, um, Ben Salisbury, uh, for a film. Cool. Um, can you say uh, what film or not? Um, or yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, no, I best best not really at the moment because it's um, not because it's any secret. It's just that um, if it goes well, then I can. If it goes well, well, if it doesn't go well, you won't ever hear it. <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> that's fine. So um, and without being disrespectful for the filmmakers, you know. Um, yeah. So uh, it's exciting. Yeah. No, it is exciting. I, I, I've I've been very lucky that I can do beak um i can run invader um and and i can you know a day job writing film schools um and it's we've been been incredibly lucky well i've been incredibly lucky with that but i must admit is that you know you've got to it's you know me being 
in a famous band once doesn't cut any slack in the film world. It's like you've mm. got to, you've got to be able to do it or you're not. Um, and so, you know, yeah. I, sometimes I do get filled out sometimes with people. It's like, well, you're doing that because you're in Porter's Ed. And it's like, well, oh, fair enough. But yeah. it's, you know, but you've got, to, you've got to do it. You've got, you've got to be there because... You those, still have to those, do it. Yeah, exactly. Those, yeah, those, um, those films... But of course, Porter's Ed is, um, you know, is your, the entry door for most of people for your music and, you know, and working yeah. with you. But that's fair enough because you made that. <laughs> so it's yeah. okay. It's like, yeah. it's not yeah. like you didn't. <laughs> Yeah. No. Um, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, yeah. Going back to the question though, everything affects everything. I, I, you know, you only got to listen to any music yeah. that I've ever made to realise that there is, a, it's been affected by politics and and social events and and uh, social events. That sounds like kind of <laughs> parties. No, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, and by dinner parties. Yeah. Yes. Right, um, and now I'm going to ask you a question that I know you will hate. That's right. But it, it. it's almost like a revenge because I've, I'm being asked that question all the time and I want you to yes. suffer, not yes. just me. Yes. <laughs> it's actually a question that someone, it's not listed here, but someone put it on my, my uh, socials. Yeah. And okay. the question was, uh, <laughs> Where, where's the next Portishead record? <laughs> where's the next Portishead record? <laughs> I mean, where's, what are you where's doing? The, where's the next Savages record? When's yes. the next Savages record? Yeah. Um, exactly. Basically, uh, we will get together. We, we will make music when it's always been the same. Soon as soon as we realised that we um, had made music that people like, um, we it was a, it, be, it became a lot of pre, it became a lot of pressure on us because um, we didn't expect it, and we've never been ones to kind of like flaunt in the music industry and be part of that gang, and um, and it's always been difficult for us to write music not like difficult if you're a nurse or difficult if you're, you know a builder but just difficult um and obviously mm -hmm. we've had we've made money from it so when i think you know best pretty much finishing i think our own solo album now um which has taken you know Great. a long time to do um i'm been doing what i do and age been doing what he's done i mean we speak we've we've actually spoke more in the last couple of months than it than we have done for a long time mm. um and um and we never say we just never say never we just we just yeah. want it to be good we just want it to be good and there's a lot of pressure on it um and well i actually uh, think that the porter said record have never stopped being better and better like third is one is my favorite out of the three which well, is good I, mean, I think you know yeah well we never wanted it to be the other way around you know <laughs> yeah. i mean because yeah and that's the pressure <laughs> but that's the Wait, pressure but it happens a lot you know the first record is the best and then it never really you know to some people yeah i mean you know yeah it does and we but that's what we 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 give ourselves grief over you know that we want it to be we, we want it to yeah. be and 
And if we, I suppose, if we feel like we can, we won't. Um, and if yeah. we feel like we can, if we feel like we can, we will. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the, the answer, really. Yeah, exactly. That's a great yeah. answer. I love it. I'm going to use but, it. <laughs> but, the thing, but the thing is, as well, is that, is that we, you know, uh, it's a very, very different world. I mean, on the basis mm. of, of political stuff in the world, we would love to say something, you know. Um, but we all are in our own small ways at the moment yeah of course thank you so much jeff right. for for chatting with me it was nice to catch up i, and, I um, feel like i should have asked you a load of questions but, um, no no because that's not the idea you're my guest and next oh, time you'll have okay. a guest and you'll yeah. be asking him a lot of questions yeah so you're gonna shut up a little bit next time jeff good <laughs> yeah yeah i i, I prefer so it when your, i do who, Who's I your guest? It, Who's um, your guest next time? Next, next, next. Okay, I don't even say know what time it is. The next time we do this, so I don't even know either. Let's yeah. See. So the next time I will be talking um, to uh, Jason from Sleep of Mods. There you go. That's the man. Yes. Picture there. Yeah. He's, oh, I know. It's like yeah. Anyway, that's who you want to see, isn't it? Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so jason jason will, jason's gonna join me for um for hand shandy in the um in the magic you're gonna host it's gonna be i'm gonna nightmare. i'm gonna host i'm gonna have a host and and thank you for choosing me to talk to um well you know of course always i mean it gives the, me an excuse to just, catch up with you as well yeah i mean well thanks for the for getting us on the french tv it was the first time we'd ever done that um, it was so good. You were yeah. so good. It was. And it for was people good. who are watching this, um, this is uh, we're talking about Echoes. It's a TV show I'm hosting in France called Echoes with Jenny Beth. But you can find it online. And he had uh, Jeff with his wonderful Beak team, and uh, Nilo Fignana and uh, King Crow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who I thought you yeah. were so lovely too. Like both of them, you were really asking questions, being very, you know um yeah you were curious about what they were about which i found I was, yeah i'm exactly I generally what I am do. i mean i used to be a lot more angry um you know about <laughs> about music yeah. um uh, I know. but but then but then you realize that these people are people and they're doing what they think is right and they're getting on and getting yeah. through life as they do um but i still can't just react badly to some people you know um it's, yeah it's what happens. You're exactly the same. Don't pretend, you know. <laughs> I've actually gotten better. I mean, I used to be so bad. I mean, the first time mm. we spoke, I was really rude to you. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. But see, but we're I here. I did. So I, was, I was fairly honest with you, though, wasn't I? I mean. Yeah. I, yeah, we were both honest. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. were rude. And it's like, I know you didn't want to be there. It's just like, I know you wanted your boyfriend to do it. Oh, that's too rude. <laughs> no, and no, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But um, no, and rightly so. That was a good choice. It was a, it was the right choice. You thought, you know, you followed it through, and it was the right choice. So um, yeah, that's that's. It's just hard when you when you want to do something and then you you sort of um, 
you, you don't want anyone to sort of stir your boat and, and just tell you what to do. And I think even though it's a mistake, even though it would be a mis you know, even though things, I'm not saying it was a mistake, but what I'm saying if, you know, anyone is young and starting out, I think um, you, you can make mistakes because you just want to do what you want to do, but that's the only way mm. you can learn. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't regret it for that reason. I regret it being rude to you or whatever, but. No, I, I, I didn't. I, 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 that really kind of, that was more like, right, we're getting somewhere now because I, I know yeah. now why, why you're, 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 you know, you're really angry, you know, and, um, and I was and fighting I was, a lot at the time. I was fighting, fighting against yeah, a absolutely. lot of and, things. Yeah. And what, when you're being, when you're told that basically you're going to work with somebody you don't know, that you kind of like, you know, that I posed as being the establishment, but soon you realised. But I admired I, you though. But you I, know, I admired your work. Yeah, but you knew that I wasn't. As soon as we started working, you knew that this I didn't represent no. the establishment. You know. No, exactly. It's just you had worked with the horrors, and I hated that band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, good point. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be associate in any way with them. So it was just a stupid battle of, you know, I don't, I don't know. These things take proportions when you're young that you much bigger than actually they are, you know? You yeah, know but they're I mean? the things like, that, those are things that shape you though, you know? Exactly. I think, you know, whatever it, the route you want to take in the end, it's your life, you know, it's your, but yeah, it's just strange. Yeah. It's uh, one thing I always say is, is that whole thing of, and even more so now, because a lot of young musicians, their only route in is to go into these music colleges that they, their parents or they have yeah. to work to kind of get into. And, yeah. um, and it's very, very, it's good, but I find it also incredibly bad because they're, right. they're, they're trying to, they're kind of still trying to tell you what is the correct way of doing something. There is no yeah. correct way of doing anything. And, and if you feel like you're against, you're running against the tide, still stick with it because ultimately, yeah. you know, Jenny like fought against the tide. I fought against the tide. You yeah. know, most of the people, like you said, Daft Punk, Air, they fought against the tide and singing in English and French. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know. Um, well, they saw something that nobody else saw and they just went for it, you know, and. Mm. and and I've been told, I'm sure, many times it's not right, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It's, you're usually being told by people that have had a, a small amount of success in the music industry or a small yeah. amount of knowledge. And they've got their own preconceptions of, of, of how they think the music industry works. Yeah, um, and especially in that time, at the beginning of Savages, it was after the crash, you know, in the music industry. Mm. And it felt to me that, you know, this generation who had the golden years, you know, of all the money and everything, they couldn't really tell yeah. me what to do because we were equal. We were, yeah. we were all trying to figure out what was the yeah. best deals, what was the best way to, th to do things. And I had signed record deals that were awful before when they mm. hand you like a, a 40K check and they take everything for life forever. And yeah. you're like, you've never had so much money in your life that you think. How did you amazing. get out of those? I, I just, we just never replied to anything. We, I mean, I took lawyers. I tried to break the deal. I didn't have mm. any money. So I was trying that a lawyer was kind enough to try and, and, but I kind of gave up. And you know, there's always this thing where 
you have to provide them per contract like a, a demos or yeah, um, yeah and they have to turn it down i think we just never we never contacted them Delivered. again i think yeah. we never did anything and they just let us go you know but it was sort of unofficial in the end um mm. but um this did not pay you know what i mean they've never paid yeah of course um, but it, it was um but then when Savage started, I just knew it was, you know, what you were saying about Stormzy, it was trying to make your deal so that you're not doing the same mistake I had done before, which mm. is selling everything. So now that Savage's records, we're going to get them back. You know, right. it's, 10 years it's 10 years license deal. And I, right. I, I have to say, I'm proud that I stood on my ground and really, the management. really, really, yeah. Inside the management of the time, I told the girls, but I was like, no way. And at the time, it was the management was very manipulated and trying to say, Camille is a bit angry. She's, you know, mm. she had, you know, she's a bit bitter with her past experiences. Yeah. Just sign this uh, record deal, artist deal, and publishing mm. deal, every one package. It's a great house. Go there. And I'm like, no, I know yeah. it's wrong. Like, I know it's wrong. And we found a management who were okay with doing the way. Yeah. That, you know, the licensing deal way. And now, oh, like, man. I think it's, it's like it, in a three years time or four years time, we're going to get those records yeah. back. We can sell them again. I mean, what do you, you know, that's well, genius. Well, we, yeah, I mean, that is, basically Portishead signed, um, we're, we're signed, we're going forever. It's just like, we can get, we have to fight, we have to fight for anything we get from Universal. We've never been in debt with them. We've always made them money, and basically, do they do they trust us? Do they rate us? Do they do they respect us? No, they don't no. give a fuck. No, yeah, I know it's difficult. It's you know, and and, yeah. and you know, so we were the time that you could make money, and you could play big tours. I'm not complaining about that, but it's now this corporate yeah. entity that basically the people yeah. that don't I don't know anymore just own you. You know, uh, just. Yeah, and they've changed as, as well. It's not the same people. It's, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're just, they're like McDonald's or Amazon or whatever. They're just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, it's that whole thing. I, 10 years of saying, like, 10 years ago, not that long ago, I decided never to work with a major label ever again um, for any, any deal. Anytime that anyone phones me up, wants me to do a record, it's like, yeah. nah, not dealing with them. Yeah. And, um, and, that's what I say there, and, and it's like I've been never been happier, you know, yeah. because because what I do I own, it's mine. I can, you know, yeah. it's <laughs> just like yeah. you know. Wait, and but that is if anything comes, if anyone young is listening, and we're talking about you know, kind of ownership, ownership keep hold of your rights, yeah. keep hold of your rights. Yeah, even if they offer it, you the, the planet, just do it. Yeah. If they want you that badly. They will do what they did with Jenny Beth and license you, you know. Yeah, if they really want you, then you can. Yeah, yeah you can. You need you that. need an end date. You need an. You end need date. to know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But you need to know when you're you have value when you mm. you are, you have something that has value. You need to know your own value. You know what I mean? It mm. needs yeah. when you're in your twenties. Like you need. It's hard to think that what you're doing is valuable. That is actually they'll always, your. They'll always make out they're yeah. kind of doing you a favour, you know. That's the and thing. They they won't be there if you didn't have any value. They want they want it. That's it. Know? That's it. That's what I I remember. I was trying to tell myself. Mm. 
Good. But you, you know, you only have a pen and a paper. Mm. You know, that's, that's what you have. You're writing things and those people want it, but you don't, it's hard to imagine that has well, the value of that because for you, it's vital to do it. It's just necessary. It's something that you do to survive, like in your head or, or to you want to get, you want to be heard as well though, don't you? I mean, when someone comes up to you. And there's that. Mm. You want to you see wanna... like the the stars, yeah, <laughs> and oh dear. yeah, the dream, the dream, yeah. and the, and you it's want that for sure. And the industry, yeah. yeah, is the Wizard of Oz. Really, it's a little man behind a behind a. a I curtain. remember in the band um, that that made us really angry. You know, all that fight that we had to go through on the first six months of existence, and yeah. some of the band members I only met as well in the first rehearsal, so I only mm. knew them for six months. So. I think it, it just made it, you know, we would never smile on pictures. We mm. would never, I would even frown on pictures and every photographer would be like, can, can you, can you smile? Yeah. <laughs> I remember looking at Jim, I was like, mm -mmm, it's not about smiling here. <laughs> well, we, we, I mean, that's what we were you, going through. We were at least you, war. <laughs> at least you, at least you had a, like, you definitely had a look of a band. I mean, we look From like yeah. we we look th like three random people that have been dragged off the street. No, that's not true. You look really great. You all <laughs> you all looked very photogenic. I mean, look at the music videos with Beth, and you know, come on. Oh yeah, Beth. All, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, but you you look good. You posted <laughs> a picture of you, young. <laughs> you look like Brad Pitt or something. So shut up. Oh, oh look at me now. It. Oh dear, it's all over now. <laughs> it's all over. Um, we better go, haven't like, we? Yes, I think so. Thank you so much, though. It was great. Oh, well, to thanks. To you. So I'm going to be talking to Jason from Sleeper Mods yeah. next, um, next time. Um, get into his head um, and into his sexy cookery, um, hopefully. <laughs> so um, anyway, That's cheers. Great. What do we it. do? What, what do we do to to I, cheers? We 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 you click on ends and leave meeting and then we'll be off. Oh, Thank right. you, okay. everybody. Hey, I'll see you soon. Take care. See you soon, Jeff. Take say care. Say hi to Johnny and everyone. Take care. Yes, I Bye. will. He says hi. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. -bye.